Hey guys, welcome back to A Game With Tom's podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, the glorious, wonderful Paulus. And beside, <laughs> and joining me as always is my, um, um, I don't know. Co-host. Pink wearing, is that Kingdom Hearts? Sure. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Kingdom Hearts. It's. Um, Have you ever known me to like Kingdom Hearts? It's. Uh, yeah. It's. A, it's. An illustrated T-shirt, but his name is Mr. Ross. Mr. Ross, you're looking fab, tabloso. As always, I thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So it I'm gonna. Is, in fact, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Hades T-shirt. Sorry, man. Like, our cameras are so shit. It's like. Um, <laughs> They don't. They don't. Even though they're 1080, our cameras are rubbish. So I can't well, really done, make it out. They've done it like a metal band logo, so it's kind of hard to read anyway. Okay, but um, yeah. So I'm gonna say the same thing I say to you every week. Well, we say to each other, um, what you've been up to, man. What you've been playing. What have you been watching? What have you been eating? You know, like how how the fuck are you? I've been doing the same thing I do every night, Pinky, trying to take over the world. And how's that going yeah. for you? Poorly, yeah. surprisingly. Okay. But um, actually, that's a, probably a poor joke at the moment, isn't it? Considering what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that one through at all. No. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, what have I been doing? Just the usual stuff. Just. Um, I been playing Diablo 2 actually surprisingly got a weird oh. got a weird um craving to play Diablo 3 like last weekend I think and I was like I'm gonna go and re- reinstall it on my Xbox so I went upstairs and I was like I don't own it on Xbox and then I remembered I bought it on PS4 because Dan said he wanted to co-op it at the time and then he never bought it so <laughs> that went well um so yeah i bought it on ps4 and i don't own a ps4 anymore because i gave it to my brother when the new consoles came out and obviously i don't own a ps5 yet so i was kind of shit out of luck so i went on cd keys and they had a bundle for diablo 2 resurrected the remaster that came out recently and diablo 3 for like 28 quid so i thought that'll do i never played diablo 2 so i thought i'd start with that one and uh yeah having fun with it it's a really good remaster just a bit of um, dark gothic dungeon crawling and looting and monster killing. It's good fun. Mm. I've been playing a bit of that. I've been playing a little bit of Chorus, which is um, came out last year. It's like a space combat game with some kind of like superhero powers almost. Like you, you've got like teleports and you can drift in space, which is weird, but kind of cool. Um, so I've played a few hours of that. That's good fun too. Quite enjoying that. Um, I think I said last time that I'd finished, I'd caught up and finished Demon Slayer season two, which was very, very good, but it's like a constant adrenaline shot to the heart, that show. So I needed something chill afterwards. So I started watching Restaurant to Another World, which is very, very chill, complete opposite of Demon Slayer. And, um, I'm only like three or four episodes in, but I'm quite enjoying that. It's just very laid back and it's just like people from another world going into a restaurant from this world and having a lovely meal. It's so, very it's, so it's an isekai. It's an isekai. It's an isekai. It is. It's an isekai. <laughs> it is, but it's not kind of, it's not like character gets reincarnated into another world and um, goes on adventures. It's just like 
every seven days a door opens in this restaurant and it leads to another world and then people from that other world come in and have a lovely meal that's basically it so yeah it, it's isekai but it's very sort of like fringe of the genre and it's it's just very chill and relaxing and i'm quite enjoying it and it makes me hungry every time i watch it it's like oh he's got a fucking beef bowl i want a beef bowl stupid fucking elf mm. um but yeah it's good i'm enjoying it but uh other than that not been up to much really just reading some recent reviews that have come out which we'll get onto in the news section which has been quite exciting um and that's about it what about you what have you been doing with your time um apart from going to work um not too much um i went to um i went to eat tokyo on monday and um it's so long I've, yeah, you've got to, it's in Soho now, so you've got to queue up for like a minimum of 20 minutes. And I queued up the outside for about 30 minutes. I never get the idea of queuing like outside for a restaurant. I never get, I, I never did, but I had to do it because I was with someone. Um, I remember and, the time we, we took my brother there and he was like, why are people queuing? It's just food. Let's mm, leave. And yeah. we were like, it's really good food though. <laughs> It's good. It is good. But sometimes I'm just thinking I can't be bothered to queue for like in the cold for like an hour for 30 minutes to sit down and then eat and then get kicked out again. It's just like <laughs> it, 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 you can't really sit there and take your time anymore. It seems like you got to just eat and get out. You know what I mean? Because you got more customers. But um, yeah, I went there on Monday, had a good time. I drank a lot of sake and um what I've been playing, I haven't been playing too much, just on stream, really. Nothing really on my free time. Uh, wherever I play anything, it's always on Twitch. So um, I've been playing Dragon Age 2, been working through that. I try and manage my time because I try to give myself a schedule um, on the weekends. So I play something in, like in the afternoon, take a break for a couple of hours, and then play another game in the evening so i'm sort of rotating my evening games i like dragon age 2 or mass effect 3 which i'm getting through in the in the daytime it's normally either apex or which i've been i started a new game um yakuza 3 because that's on game pass i wanted to take i was actually going to do a video on it on it but then i realized that yakuza 3 opening is so fucking boring so i was saying this i can't use this it's so slow and boring. So yeah, I was like, it's very slow at the beginning. Mm, so I was like, I can't use that. But um, yeah, I've been. Pl- I, I, I'm it kind of put me off, but it's. I guess it, it does get better. Like later on, once you, once you get off the bloody island and head back into um to Camarocho. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna stream it. But um, I did want to make a quick look video or a game exploring game pass video. But I was like, I can't use it. I'm, it's so boring. But um. What I've been watching, finished the book of Boba Fett. Uh, it's mid. It's kind of middling. It's not great. It's not bad. It's just okay. Um, I know a lot. Of, I think it. I don't know if you watched the Mandalorian. Kind of like it. Beca- it became like the Mandalorian season two point five. Mm. You know, it, it focused a lot more on the Mandalorian. So, like, Boba, poor Boba got sidetracked, sidelined in his, in his own, own show. shows. <laughs> uh, that was good. But, yeah, I've been waiting uh, till it finishes airing so I can just sign up for one month of Disney Plus. So I'll probably do that soon. Just uh, to watch it through. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, not much. Uh, not much 
anime. I've caught up with Attack on Titan. It's kind of slowed down now. Uh, I don't know if you haven't watched anything yet, so I don't want to say anything. So I don't know spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start catching up on that probably tomorrow. Mm. Um, been continuing watching my Dress Up Darling, which is like a really sort of fun, sort of slice of life romantic comedy, which is always good. I always like those sort of things. But I, I, I do like the main character, the main female character. Um, I've noticed she, a lot of cosplay for of her on Twitter. Yeah, recently, well, she's good because she's a she's an was it the word gay and she's kind of like perverted. She likes like she likes hentai get hentai games and cosplaying. So you know that kind of like especially in the otaku community, that's kind of like endearing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, just uh, been uh, enjoying my Saturday. Which, which is the day we're recording this, drinking a nice ice-cold Heineken, put it in the freezer, and it tastes everything fantastic. So, yeah. yeah regaling me with tales of how fantastic your beer was before we started recording. It's nice. It's nice. I was like, I'm not a great fan of Heineken. I think it's okay beer. It's, it's like, fine. It's a fine. If, if I had a choice out of this or Foster's, I'll choose Heineken all day. <laughs> yeah. um, but That's no choice. In a freezer, if you put it your beer in a freezer, it just to the point where before it freezes over slightly elevates it it, it, it puts it up there also i recognize that pint glass yeah to people the audio listeners like um it's the bromley uh beer and cider festival which is held in beckenham which me and Ross went to about four or five years ago i think it's a fair while ago now yeah um it should have the date on there got righteously mm-hmm. shit-faced Oh hell yeah, yeah! We got really drunk. I quite enjoyed it. I never really into these sort of beer festival things because it's mostly like a bunch of old men who go there and um, <laughs> to drink real ale. To drink real ale, I, I do like the fact that they brew all their ales. It's like really, it's all like home brew stuff, and and it's like unique tastes and stuff like that. It's nothing, no big. Um, You're not going to get a pint of Carling there. No, no, it's all good. So yeah, I've been doing that. So. Yeah, but anyway, let's move on to game news, Mr. Roars. What has been happening in the beautiful world of gaming? Uh, well, there have been no big um, acquisitions since our last podcast, which was focused on big acquisitions. So possibly a good thing that maybe things have slowed down a bit. Um, Tencent did acquire Inflection Games, which I'd imagine a lot of people probably haven't even heard of, which... Um, if I recall, is like some ex-Bioware people started that up. And they're making a game called Nightingale. Um, mm-hmm. I read, I, I saw this headline the other day. Like, it happened like two or three days as of recording, I think. Uh, it was like, Tencent acquire inflection games. And I was like, genuinely like, who? And they were like, making the game Nightingale. And I was like, no, it doesn't ring a bell. And I started watching the trailer. I got halfway through the trailer. I was like, wait, I have seen this before. So I think they're making sort of like a sort of fantasy anthem kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like in a fantasy world, but it's like a shared world thing. So it's probably why I didn't give a shit when they announced it. But yeah, other than that, um, no big acquisitions, which is possibly a good thing. But um, there have been two big new releases out in the last week, pretty much. Horizon Forbidden West came out. Um, good reviews, sitting on an 88 Metacritic, which I think is pretty much the same as the first one. I think that was like 88 or 89 as well. And um, literally a week later, (laughs) 
Elden Ring comes out and gets a 97 Metacritic. So people are going absolutely nuts over Elden Ring, which I think anyone could have predicted anyway, because, you know, from software games always do well. It's weird, like, that's like from software games. Oh, God, I don't really want to say it. They kind of release the same game, really. It is kind of like the same formula all the time, but it always gets, they do it so well, it gets such high uh, reviews. But it is pretty much the same game. Like, what was their first prop? Oh, no. Like, the first, like, mainstream one was probably, probably Demon's Souls or maybe... Uh, or um, Dark, Dark Souls. Souls Demon's Souls. Kind of um, came out and no one really gave a shit. Well, it was a big thing in the import scene when Demon's Souls came out. And um, I think they weren't originally going to release it here. And people that picked it up on import kind of kicked up a fuss about it. And then it became a bit of a cult hit. And then Dark Souls is when it really took off. Um, Dark Souls is the only one of these kind of games of theirs that I've played, and I played maybe half of it. And, you know, I had fun, but I just got bored eventually. And I've been watching some Elden Ring streams, and I'm like, it, it looks like open-world Dark Souls. Like, a lot of the animations and everything look the same. And I'm just like, it looks like the same. Careful now, game. careful now, man. That game got a 97. Yeah, yeah I mean... Better quick. I'm sure it's amazing, but those their games just aren't really for me. Well, it's they, they, I've heard it's like a cross between you know obviously Dark Souls and Breath of the Wild because now you can traverse on a horse and yeah, you know, open world and all that. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that, I mean, I've never I've never really been into the sort of like from software games. I know I've only played like a um, yeah like Dark Souls for a bit. I know I haven't played Bloodborne because obviously that came out on PS4. Even though I own a PS4. I sort of didn't get it just because they money hatted that money hatted that game, I think. Um, so well, it was the IP is owned by Sony, so uh, I think it's one of those um, scenarios where they basically co-developed it. Like Japan Studio did some work on it, but mm. they own it, so I think it's it was always a Sony-owned property. Mm. So that one's fair enough, I think. But yeah, I I have Bloodborne, I just never got around to it, and. Um, yeah, if, if they stick it on PC, I'll try it because the setting seems interesting. Yeah. It's it's like um, it, it sort of re- with, with Dark Souls, it, it, they became a new trend of like Dark Souls esque, Bloodborne esque games that came came out. You know, Souls like Souls like game, it's all Souls born game, like game. You know, like there there a lot of copy you know, games that came out, which is. I know, like, if something's successful, you know, why not try and replicate the formula? But, yeah, it's not really for me, so I don't really get it. Story as old as time. I don't really... um, I don't know, like, I kind of wanted wanted to play it because I kind of like the setting and I watched some trailers. But I'm like, it is just Dark Souls, but open world. And um, I was just like, is that? I might really want to get there. If it came out on Game Pass, obviously I'll try it. But um, I was like, I really want to put down X amount of money and I'll play it for a bit and then not not enjoy it or give up on it. Or maybe I would, mate. I don't know. Uh, everyone says that they go, you've got to give it a try. Once you give it a try, get over it, uh, the, the initial difficulty. And you get into it and you get into the world and you sort of enjoying it more. So uh, maybe I, I should, I should do it, but there's been a lot well, of these games and I've not really got into them. That didn't happen for me with dark souls. I, I bought the first dark souls. Cause I remember 
because I was like on posting on forums quite frequently around the time when Demon Souls was getting a lot of chat, so I was kind of intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. But um, when it finally came out in the West, I didn't get it. And then I, when Dark Souls came out, I thought, you know, what? I'm going to try this one. Mm-hmm. I pre-ordered it. I've got like the day one edition that came with a free art book and everything. And I think I played about ten hours on the 360 version. And I was like, yeah, I kind of get it, but just kind of getting a bit bored of just like inching forward a bit further every time um i think it's more for the boss battles though the boss battles are supposed to be extremely good and challenging and inventive so that's what i think like most people boss battles like are for. good mm. yeah but it's it's the, the the world design i mean obviously i can only speak of dark souls on but the world world design is really good as well it's like a little puzzle box you push forward and then you kind of unlock these sort of shortcuts back to where you were before that make your next run a bit faster and stuff. And it's, it feels like a very cohesive well-designed world, but it's just, um, there's basically no story in it unless you're, you really, really go looking for it. Mm. Um, and it's like a lot of it's in like item descriptions and stuff like that. And, um, so unless you're going to push on, just for the sort of challenge of getting a bit further after a while i just got a bit bored of it i bought i rebought it on pc when they put it on pc i think i played like an hour of that and then i rebought the pc remastered version like last year i think and i was like right this time i'm gonna really get through it and i got mm. about halfway through it um i think i was about halfway anyway for anyone that knows dark souls i was in a forest area above the waterfall where you fight the hydra um, having come back from Anor Londo. And I was just like, yeah, I've enjoyed it, but it's kind of dragging a bit now, and I'm just starting to get a bit bored, and I just stopped playing it. Mm. So, I think these games just aren't really for me. I just kind of get bored and drift away after a while. To be honest, I, I thought maybe I should, should get it and do maybe like a video on it or or a um, or live stream it, just because it's, it's the big thing, and you, know, you get probably like might get a few more eyes on the videos but um i don't know like with these sort of games when these new releases especially like you know the big big anticipated games if we're we're not interested we don't tend to buy it because we don't get codes or nothing like that like you know other like influencers or youtubers or nothing like that we gotta pay for it to spend 60 quid for it yeah yeah so we you know what i mean like people are in a position to get these things sent to them for free these games but we don't do that so it has to be like we have to be interested in it to buy it. Um, you know, like yeah, if, if we, we got sent a code, um, yeah, I'd play it. Yeah, for, of course, like course we hour, would. So. Yeah, and it make make. Like, you it. said, if it was on Game Pass, I'd play it and check yeah. it out. But. but like we, unfortunately, we we got to um, sort of buy these things in our with our own like money. And if we're not going to enjoy it, then it's sort of like a, uh, an investment that we're not going to get anything out of. It's a bit of a hard ask. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. Anything else in the world of gaming? Just those two. Um, oh, we didn't talk about uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Like, we sort of glossed over that. We did, yeah. <laughs> but I also wanted to mention, like, because this happened with the first Horizon, Horizon mm. Zero Dawn, that came out and it got good reviews. I, like I said, I think that was like 88, 89, somewhere around there. Mm. And then literally, like, days later, Breath of the Wild came out <laughs> and everyone kind of forgot about Horizon. And then this time Forbidden West comes out and then like a week later Elden Ring comes out and kind of blows it away. So yeah. That, that series can't catch a break, but Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forbidden yeah. West looks it looks really good. Yeah, it's got good reviews. Seems like good a good sequel. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, neither of us have a PS5, so uh, obviously no. it's, it's cross gen, so it is on PS4 still. 
as well, but I don't have a PS4 anymore, so I, I just can't play it at all. You have a PS4, but are you interested in playing it at any point? Um, I have. I played the first one, um, but um, then again, I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I know, like, um, PlayStation. I've got that Project Spartacus that they're going to release. I, I don't think it's like a Game Pass. Apparently, like, it's like a try a few hours of the game, then buy the full yeah, game. It sounds like price. it's going to be more like EA Access or yeah. EA Players. It's called now. Yeah, like you just. They allow you to play like five hours, and if you like it, you can buy it at full price. So I don't know. Like I don't think PlayStation will go down the um, the, the the Game Pass route where you're allowed to play the whole game for uh, you know for free, pretty much. I don't think they'll do that. Yeah, it's not not new releases anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah, man. Anyway, I think that's enough. I think that's all of the gaming news. Nothing else. apart from the big news. Well, well. What have you pointed at? What more? There's one more thing. Oh, please do tell. Don't keep Steam Deck suspense. reviews. Ah, Steam yeah, Deck reviews yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah. So and they be- seem broadly positive. Before we uh, start recording this podcast, we go over the gaming news now, and um, yeah, I completely forgot that we actually <laughs> mentioned it in the in the, in the pre-chat. But yeah, but yeah. As mm-hmm. of recording this, Steam Deck reviews came out yesterday, Friday the twenty fifth of february and i think that's when the first sort of wave of pre-orders went live so i think people have been able to complete their purchases and get their orders in but um seems broadly positive it seems like the software side of things is kind of coming in a bit hot there seems to be quite a lot of issues at the moment but um by what from what i've read it sounds like valve were basically like patching stuff every day in over the last sort of week the mm-hmm. review period so like people were saying like even like the day before my review went live new features were getting patched in and stuff like that um in the week they put up a page store.steampower.com forward slash steam deck forward slash my games and you sign into that and it tells you which of your games are verified playable and unsupported and um i looked at it i think it was wednesday maybe when it when it the page went up and I looked at it and like 15 games of mine had been verified. 12 were playable with issues and then like another 11 were unsupported and then all the rest of my games are untested. So I was like, oh, that's a great start. <laughs> and uh, they've been adding to it. So more games I wanted to play on it are now in the unsupported category, which sucks. Clanad, I, I've, I have Clanad in my Steam library and I was like, that would be really good to play on the Steam Deck. Mm. Nope, unsupported. The Trails in the Sky games, which I've I've been thinking like literally when the Steam Deck was announced, I was like, oh, this would be really good for like old JRPGs and stuff like the Trails in the Sky games. Mm. Nope, they're not supported. So Fuck. I think I'm going to be installing Windows on this thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the games I actually want to play on it aren't getting supported. Yeah. But, um, in the supported list, though, is Horizon Zero Dawn, which um, I played the original on PS4, and then I bought the PC version on Steam like last month or so for like eight quid. So that would be pretty cool to play on there. Paradise Killer is on there as well, so I can play that. Uh, Danganronpa 2, but not Danganronpa 1. But yeah, it's very weird. But um, I think at some point I'm probably going to be installing Windows on mine just to be able to play my games because... I'm quite disappointed so far with what's verified and what's not. And uh, as I say, the reviews are broadly positive, but they are all coming from kind of a PC 
mindset where people are used to tinkering a bit. So they're like, yeah, it's, it's great. You're going to have to tinker a bit, but it's excellent. And um, that's fine with me. But like a friend of mine who does not play on PC um, has pre-ordered one on the promise of it being very console-like because he wants to play some of the JRPGs that tend to skip Xbox. And it's looking like they're not going to be supported. So that's going to be a bit of a shit show for people that have wanted it for that kind of functionality, mm, I think. Mm, that's going to yes. be a bit of a bit troublesome. Yeah. But if you're a PC gamer, it looks like it's fantastic. Cool. Cool. Cool, man. Cool. All right. We're, we're going to move on from this because... Uh, um, we want to make the uh, news sections a bit more snappier. So f- shut the fuck up and let's move on to um. Wow. <laughs> Why do I even turn up? For these I should just. I, really I, I tried to bring. I tried to bring nuanced discussion about the, the Fortnite and game. See, game. see, 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 dude. This is where you're going wrong. People don't want to hear words like nuance. They, they, they don't know what it means. I'm kidding. But anyway, yeah. Wow. Insulting um, our, our audience now. Like, listen, listen, man. Listen, man. Um, I, 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 I didn't, I was not going to get, I'm not going to get a Steam Deck. I've never really been, I like what I like and I know what I know. <laughs> with new things like that, it tends to scare me. Like, we've had it before, like Stadia, the Onya, or whatever the hell it was called before. Oh, yeah. They have Oya. They kind of just came and just burnt and, um, <laughs> You know, I don't want to. I don't want to waste my hard hard on cash on the unknown. I know what I likes, and I likes what I like. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, I have seen that that sentiment from people. Like, oh, you know, if if Steam OS doesn't take off and they can't get the games playable, you've wasted your money. I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm. I was already kind of leaning to the idea that I'll install Windows on it anyway. Install Windows on it. It's just a Windows PC. It'll play all your games. So that's probably yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, you can just you know use your laptop well i do use my laptop but i can't take my laptop to bed with me why not it's too it's too big to have it rested on your chest or something <laughs> it's quite yeah. a big it's a 17 inch laptop man well, how big is i can my... have a steam deck steam deck how big is hands. how big is my laptop about 17 inch as well i think i have no idea yeah i think it i'll see your laptop i can only see the view through your camera well it, i'm recording this on my pc and i don't really want to move because <laughs> after i'm done done here with you i'm gonna <laughs> steam um steam stream um on um twitch so i'd use my laptop for that but anyway mr Ross, um what is our main topic for today it our main topic is why am i asking a question i'm the presenter our main question my main topic is halo more specifically halo infinite we just we were we always we were talking about doing a spoiler cast for halo um but we just had to wait for me to finish it and i did manage to finish it about a week ago uh i think yeah it was about a week ago uh but obviously we record these um podcasts like in two week blocks we don't record it every week but yeah well now we're going to talk about it man so let's start with before we get into spoilers let's start with your first impression what is your first because it got it, it got pretty good reviews yeah, you know, like Metacritic score is in the eighties, I think. I think I, I think it was somewhere like eighty-seven. I want to say maybe mm. eighty-six, but yeah, it reviewed well, and um, people tended to think yeah, eighty-seven, yeah, um, which is higher than Halo Five, which I think was eighty-four. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it did it did review very well. People generally liked the campaign. I think people were appreciative that there was more to do. 
because obviously like Halo has always been a linear first person shooter. You d- you play the campaign like eight ten hours and you're done, and then you move on to multiplayer. And they've massively expanded it now. Obviously, it's open world in a sense. Um, it's a lot more stuff to do. Like you might call it busy work, whatever. Um, but there's more stuff to do there. And um, I will say, like, probably the closest analog to it is Far Cry. Yeah, yeah. FPS. It sort of follows that sort of formula of of um, of, uh, of a Far Cry game, especially the new, the, the since Far Cry 3, I think. It sort mm. of follows that sort of blueprint, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I, you know, f- people like Far Cry, and I think Far Cry 3 was an excellent game. Um, so it's no bad thing about that. Uh, it's it is a departure from obviously from the previous Halo games where it's very linear. Um, it's this is more like if you you can attack a base a, a stronghold. If it's too much for you, you can just bugger off and just leave it for a bit, and then come back. So it, that, that's all good, man. I I, I me myself, I I really enjoyed the game. Um, I think the addition of the grappling hook really like. I think a lot of people's. Uh, first reaction to halo infinite was the grappling hook which made traversing much more fun uh, it's a good for uh it's in a good offensive and defensive um um tool to use so it sort of changes up the gameplay the style of game which i, I something so simple like a grappling hook can change the game for you i really found it really good and especially with the with the upgrade system you can do uh, obviously i put all my um, spartan cores my up which are the upgrade points into the grappling hook and had that maxed out. And it's so good. Like master chief Spider-Man sort of thing, just swinging around, you know, but yeah, yeah. it's good. You, you can upgrade it. So the cooldown is shorter, which mm. you should do as soon as possible because you're going to oh, yeah. want to use it all the time. Yeah. Um, you can upgrade and then another upgrade electrocutes it. So if you hit an enemy with it, they start going frozen yeah. in space in place. And then, I think it's the final upgrade you can do if you hold down the melee button while you're um, grappling towards someone or something, then you do basically a super punch at it, Mm. which is for a lot of enemies, like a one hit kill, which is once I unlock that, I use that all the time. Um, It's it's like an an, an AOE, an area of effect. It affects the other um, enemies around you as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the final upgrade, actually, isn't it? You unlock yeah. the actual ground pound before mm. that, and then the final upgrade adds an AOE effect mm. to it. But yeah, um, you have how much equipment do you have? You've got you get the grapple shot, you get the shield, um, shield, you get the sensor, booster, booster, thruster, thruster, whatever. Um, There's another one. You get you get to upgrade your shield, and you get to upgrade. Oh, you shield. get yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get to upgrade your own shields, shields. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't feel like it does much at all if you're playing on heroic or higher, because you still get absolutely shredded. Yeah, especially yeah. later in the game. Yeah, but yeah, like to go back to the Far Cry um, comparison, I I generally don't enjoy Far Cry all that much. Um, I played half of Far Cry Three. I did the first island and beat Vast, and I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm kind of bored now, and. Um, so I get people's kind of hesitance when they see like, oh, it's going to be one of those open world Sea of Icon games. And it kind of is, but it also kind of isn't. They're quite relaxed on the icon hunt stuff. Like there's stuff to 
there's there's other bases to attack there's um collectibles to find and stuff like that but it's not like you don't open the map and it's just covered in icons there's like a decent handful of stuff to do but they don't go overboard on it but the fact is the other things like the um banished strongholds and stuff like that and the freeing freeing groups of marines what they really give you is just another excuse to get into halo combat and halo the combat is why i like halo because it just there's no other fps that feels like halo so just to have more time in a campaign to actually spend more time just fighting and using the halo sandbox so obviously in the older halo games you move through a level and the level's done you can't just like hang around or go somewhere else to try something else but in this you can you've got this open world you've got a bunch of different things um you've got different elevations because the map is like ridiculously vertical you can get up really damn high in some places on the map especially with the grapple shot um you can just get up to stupid elevations and snipe people down below you and stuff like that i think they said before release that their kind of touchstone was halo ce so they wanted to make if Halo CE was made today, what would it be like? And I think they kind of nailed that. It feels very combat evolved, but a 2021 open world game as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but like, the, the, oh. uh, yeah, it's like you can find, it's a big Halo. They want you to try all the weapons and the various ways of taking down a certain base um what's the what's the thing fobs take they take over those um they do just want you to try various ways like you can go in there sneaky sneak you can go in all guns blazing you can go in there sniping um and like you've got, you got your high value targets as well that you can go after uh which puts presents it much challenge but the one thing I, I some would, of which are very hard they're very difficult but the one thing i will say about halo infinite is the boss battles People complain that Halo didn't have good boss battle encounters ever since probably maybe, I think the last good one, maybe Halo 2 when you fight Tartarus at the end. I thought that was the last good one, but Halo Infinite has ramped it up. There's a lot of boss battles and some of them are an absolute pain in the goddamn ass. I have to say. Very hard. Very difficult. And um, I even like the sort of like a mid-level boss, or boss encounters. Uh, for example, there was one way um, you're down in a forerunner complex, you enter a room, they lock the door behind you, and you just get two um, elites, uh, invisible elites with energy sources charging at you, and, and you just have to <laughs> use whatever you can to sort of like, even if you use like the, um, the, uh, the tracker which discloses their location where they are, it's still difficult because it's something that they charge at you and the elites are like bloody Halo Reach but on steroids. They're like so bloody agile, flipping, yeah. jumping over you and stuff and cartwheeling away. It's so annoying. I was just like, this is not actually a boss encounter. This is just like, two really hard enemies and you're just trapped in there. And if you've got no... no um, sort of like uh some good weapons on you it made it very challenging but yeah i enjoyed the boss encounters the 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 boss the bosses in, in in halo infinite are, are very are very fun and very challenging especially when you go up against the the um the spartan killers 
as they're called. And there's that one part where you go up against two at the same time. But if you try two and take brutes. if you try and take them on at, uh, together, you're going to get destroyed. You got to sort of ice. They are. They don't attack you all together. There's. They're on the map, but um, they kind of like are separated, so you can sort of take them out well, one you, one at a time. Got one. One of them's basically standing on a tower in the middle of mm. the area, and then the other one's on a brute chopper, sort of roaming around. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of isolate them a little mm. bit, but it's tough because the other one's still bombarding you with stuff while you're trying to isolate them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that 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 boss encounter took me a while to get through. Now, can I just say the one boss encounter that really sort of got to me is when you know you're in it's near the end, but you're on the this uh, you're on the proving grounds and you make your way through each of these training grounds that they, it's used to break Spartans that and it's also used to like train the uh, what are they called the not boundless banished. They, that the banished like um, uh, soldiers to fight like Spartans and there's where you and at the last one. You fight an elite, and he's a Spartan killer. But that bit where you're just trapped in this um, complex with him—he's—he's he's shielded. He's got a powerful energy weapon, and the the, the aesthetic of it, because it was all red, sort of like, and there was like that human that human um, sort of uh, recording playing about like this family sort of like really creeped me out i was like what the hell's going on here it took me a while to figure out that it was playing from an audio like uh <laughs> device i was like where's this coming from and i was like all oh, right it's on the floor and then you play it and then obviously it's some message to someone's fam. it's a message between uh between this human family and then you, you encounter that boss he was not too difficult to be honest but it, i did like that sort of build up to it and i thought that was really good and yeah, the, the boss you're talking about is Jager. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, that's why I like you, Ross. That's why I like you. You know all these names, man. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the, the third to last boss in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. You're kind of you're trapped on a piece of a of a ship, basically. So mm-hmm. it's quite close quarters. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's cloaked. He's mm-hmm. got a, sh- a sword. Comes out of nowhere, so you you have to really use the um, the signal tracker thing quite a lot in that one but yeah that was that was tough but yeah th- i think they did well with the um enemy variety because i think a lot of people were worried before the game came out that the enemy variety wasn't going to be great because it's just the banished and obviously there's the new enemies which we'll get to but of them really there's only one class the skimmers um so i think people were a bit worried it was going to be a bit light on enemy variety but even within the banished there's a ton of variety there's tons of, there's like three or four different types of brute there's like three or four different types of elites you've got jackals you've and skirmishers um yeah there's they do a lot with they, they take the archetypes of halo and then they kind of break them down into kind of subcategories in a lot of ways like the charging brutes and stuff like that yeah and, they, they, um, they also have the um the um oh but bloody hell what they call the monitors of the each sentinel sent yeah, they got and what's the uh, the, monitor, the monitor is yeah. yeah that's another boss fight isn't yeah it? and he come you fight him about three times and he's he's quite funny when you fight him and he keeps getting like more and more armored up I was like oh great <laughs> those are actually really good boss battles yeah yeah they were They're fun really good fun yeah but yeah they um I think they just did a really good job with the whole sandbox of it like it plays it feels fantastic to play um. 
Halo is kind of the only FPS I play because it's kind of the only one really. Obviously, there are others, but like it's the main big one that doesn't that you don't have to ADS all the time. Like obviously, you can scope scoped weapons for a zoom, but like I really don't like ADS FPS games like Call of Duty and stuff because you can't you can barely shoot unless you're aiming down sights. You might as well not bother. Halo, you, you your aiming is exactly the same no matter what you're doing. If you're soaring through the air. Having used the um, grapple shot, you're a hundred feet up in the air. You can still snipe, snipe someone on the ground without zooming in, and stuff like that. And um, with the pace infinite moves at, because of the new stuff like the grapple shot, it just feels so good just zooming around and just popping off headshots all over the place. Mm. And combine that with some really dynamic enemies. The enemy, I think, the enemies are the best they've ever felt, and that's that kind of feels like a big statement when you're talking about Halo, like. Halo's enemy AI has always been kind of one of its selling points in a way, and I think they—I think they're the best they've ever been in this, honestly. But one thing yeah. I wanted to ask you about is what you think of the weapon sandbox, because there are some weapons in there I'm not massively fond of. Um, I to, I, to be honest, I, I tended to stick because um, I tended to stick to these sort of human weapons, which I kind of like—they're more familiar, but um. When later on, when you fight the Sentinels, I find having the energy, the, the beam sort of, uh, not the beam cannon, but you know, their, their, their weapons. Sentinel the, beam. Sentinel beam is the easiest, is the best to use to fight Sentinels. It sort of kills them quite quickly. Um, so, yeah, but um, I kind of like, yeah, I kind of st- stuck to the more, the, I, didn't re- I didn't really use any of the, um, I news didn't use, any of the i want to say covenant but the 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 uh the, <laughs> the unbounded whatever the fuck they're called uh vanished van- i keep forgetting that vanished um I, I didn't tend to use their weapons i tend to use the human weapons a lot um that's because i think they're the best ones to be honest with you um the, the yeah the the new enemies the um what are they called from what what race are they are uh, boundless the, the endless and end, oh god yeah the endless that's the thing like with halo they're always these like <laughs> these uh, type new types of you know these new types of enemies that they call the i mean like in halo four and five you had the uh what were they called again the prometheans prometheans and yeah you had them coming on and they sort of disappeared the, the thing is, I want to talk, talk about like more is like the story of it because obviously that's what we're here. We're, we're just going to talk about more of the spoilers. And what did you think of the overall story? Because let me just in, let's just say something like I found it was a kind of like a disconnect from Halo 4, 5 to Halo Infinite. It kind of felt like we were missing something. That's what I felt when I was playing it. It just sort of like it. You know, like the end of Halo Five, you get they get the Guardians, and now they're going to go to each planet, and you know, like Halo um, Cortana's going to like sort of wipe out or make the planets submit to them. With this, we sort of done, we sort of taken Cortana out, but obviously, we it's I don't know, it just seemed like she seemed quite OP in the end of Halo Five, and it's sort of like they sort of sort of brushed her under the carpet and just got rid of that threat. I was like, oh, okay. But they do talk about it in um, audio logs and stuff like that. 
But I, I did. It's in more than the audio logs. It is peppered throughout the whole. Yeah, but it's it's well. not. It, I don't know. It just felt like we had this big threat, and now that got sort of done with. Off, off. You didn't get to play that bit, and just like, oh, that's all done with, and and now we got this new threat, and I was like, oh, okay, that's sort of taken care of. But you didn't get to experience it. You just had to sort of sort some flashbacks and some audio and some video, and it was just like, oh, okay, that's that's that done. Now we got to deal with this. So, but like, how did you feel think, like they did? I think that's a, the, I think that's a legitimate um, way to feel about it because there is a disconnect there. But I think it's the, their hands were kind of tied a bit in how Halo Five was received, and in terms of like um, writing and everything, this is like a whole new team, so they're kind of having to deal with what. Um, what the previous writing team did with Halo 5 that was not well received. Um, like the lead writer of Halo 5 left after Halo 5. Um, and I think he was like a writer for Marvel before that, Marvel Comics. And I remember people saying, oh, so <laughs> Paul Crocker, who was one of the narrative leads on the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Rocksteady. Um, obviously, he came in and he had to kind of deal with the fallout of people not really liking Halo 5's narrative direction. And uh, with the game being a spirit partnership on a strange alien ring um, with some kind of mystery and threat to unfold. And I think they succeeded there because that's basically what Halo Infinite is, but they needed to kind of reset to get there. So the whole created arc kind of gets brushed under the carpet to a degree. But I think they, for me personally, they did enough in the kind of Cortana flashbacks to for me to go, okay, yeah, that's put to bed now. It's time for a new story. And there was some, there's some huge shit in there. Like you see, like moments between Cortana and Atriox, the leader of the Banished, and you find out that she used the Guardians to destroy the Brute's homeworld, which was like fucking hell, Cortana. That's that's some next level shit, right? Sorry, but um. Considering what they had to do, I think they 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 handled it well. They passed off the, the last arc, and they started a new one. And I'm actually quite excited for the new arc because I want to know the whole mystery. What did you think of them? Obviously, you said you're a bit negative about the way they brushed the previous arc under the carpet. What do you think about the setup for the next arc? Well, yeah, another unknown alien species we have to deal with. So it kind of like, it's not a negative, but I'm just like, well, it's kind of like this, un- this, this alien race that's come out of nowhere. I know like the forerunners have, are ancient, so they're bound to have made loads of enemies beforehand. But, you know, the flood is the kind of the ultimate bad, baddie. Now there's this, uh, the, 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 the boundless, you know they've come back from nowhere and now i'm just like okay you know the chief has got to deal with them and and you know he's got to deal with them the only way he knows how and just shoot them but um yeah it, it, i'm i'm looking forward to it it's just uh one another crit i'm gonna like just say a few criticisms of the game which 
it's not like negative in the, in terms of like the quality. It's just I kind of wish that we got to explore something different from what we got because it was very much overground. Like you explored the the, the top side of the the ring, then you went underground to explore the um, forerunner facilities. But I kind of wanted like because I know they done this in in the uh, Halo CE. It, we didn't get to go on board and take out any of the um, any of the any of the ships that were. You see them in in uh, above you. I was like, I really thought we were gonna uh, like get aboard one of those ships and fight on the fight on the um, on one of the, the on the ships, which I kind of feel like they was a missed opportunity. Because you look above, and I think there was like about oh, a dozen or so ships. I was like, oh, and then I was thinking when I was playing, I was like, oh, okay, we can, we're definitely going to go on one of these ships. We're going to have to board it. There's going to be a mission on there. We're going to have to rescue someone or get some information and take out one of those um, those capital ships. But we never got to go on them, which is kind of like a missed opportunity. I don't know if they're going to like introduce a bit of DLC or something like that, and maybe we'll get to go on it on that way. Or if we make our escape from the ring, we we use one of their ships. Um, so, but I kind of was disappointed that we didn't get to go aboard an alien ship and take and sort of like just do a mission there. Because I think um, pretty much every every other Halo game there was, uh, especially the um, the original um, trilogy and Halo Reach, we did go on board. One of the um, one of the the spaceships, but we didn't do it in here, so I kind of kind of wish they they did do that. Um, well, the first mission is on a brute ship. Yeah, mission, yeah, that, that's true. I but um, you mean. It, it, I know that you were on that 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 the brute ship, and let's can I just say that in Halo Four and Five, I was like, hey, humanity, like the Alliance. It's getting its shit together. We're sort of like we're training where our technology's better. We got this big ship, the infinite. And we got all these spawns. I was like, hey, man, we got all these spawns. So things are look, you know, things are going really yeah. well. And then like you just find out we just get wiped out by the uh by the uh the um what the banished. hell I keep forgetting. I keep wanting to say boundless um banished have just come back, which they made their first appearance in Halo Wars 2. Uh, which you know, they didn't just come out of nowhere. They were initially, uh, they were set up beforehand and pretty powerful. Set up, set up really well as well, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So and, uh, when it when it when people found out the banished were going to be the main enemies in Infinite, a lot of the, pretty much every anyone that played Halo Wars Two was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, because they were set up very well in that game. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of like uh, what was I saying? Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish there was a bit, a slight variation in where we fought. You know, like it was kind of like the same. Like if you wanted to progress the story, you had to go into the facilities. So they all look kind of samey, and obviously, like the 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 overground was the open world where you get to take out um, enemy bases. But there were there were. Don't get me wrong. There were some really good. Um, encounters and stuff especially where you um take you you go to that place where they're drilling to get down to one of the into a complex i thought that was really good you get to fight around that big bloody like um drilling machine which i thought was quite good 
And I like to say like some of those encounters, even like the basic encounters can be really challenging because the enemies can swarm at you and they get, obviously they get reinforcements and yeah, the, 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 um, yeah, some like some of those you fights, even the basic ones were quite challenging. I did die in several of those counters, so I had to change tactic, which I thought was quite good. I was like, I can't use this this tactic because it's not working. So I've got to sort of switch up my tactics and think of something different and try something else because obviously I can't really go and brute force it, which I thought was quite good. Like like, like I said, man, like it, it was really good fun in there uh but let's uh, okay let, let's let's talk about something else like, i want to because i want to delve more into like the story and the characters and there was obviously a new character there a new character called weapon which is your new ai companion which is kind of uh we well, let's 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 get it over with it's a, a spoiler obviously this is this a spoiler, spoiler cast. she's People a she, she's a clone of cortana which if anyone's ever played Halo before, when as soon as you get her, you're like, "This is Cortana. This is a copy of Cortana, but just like an infant version and Cortana, like a clean slate." Young naive Cortana. version. Yeah, I found her endearing, and like her personality was quite similar to Cortana's, but is a more of like a childlike version. And hopefully, they've got rid of the um, rampancy um, issue that 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 that. Uh, doomed cortana hopefully they've got worked out that flaw but i don't know if they have uh because um a lot of the uh, main characters from the um four or five are not in the game in person only in audio logs so you gotta find if you want to find a lot of the story you gotta find these audio logs to f- sort of pe- patch together everything that's happened but yeah i think she's a good addition um i was kind of wondering how they're going to deal with the fact that Cortana's chief's enemy and she's no longer going to be inside his head but obviously they worked around that by just saying oh we've got a copy of Cortana um, honestly I, I think that's another reason why they don't have you confront Cortana in this game because I think a lot of fans wouldn't have been happy about it because like in in Halo 5 obviously there are odds but they don't actually come into conflict really it's like mm. right at the very end of the game really where chief kind of accepts she's lost mm-hmm. you never, never really like raises a weapon towards her and then at the end of halo 5 obviously spoilers for halo 5 but hey if you listen to a spoiler cast for halo infinite you probably know what's going on in halo 5 she tries to imprison him in a cryptum to preserve him until her galactic will has been enacted um but they never really come to blows and then that was what people were expecting for the next halo and Halo has always been Chief and Cortana, like right from the off. So I think there would have been a lot of fans that would have been like, I, I don't want to fight Cortana. So I think that's probably another reason why they kind of told it in flashback and didn't have you kind of directly fighting her. But yeah, going back to the weapon, basically got a new Cortana now. So yeah, I can see people saying, well, that's kind of like a cheap way of just, you know, having Cortana back. Uh, it's just to have a copy of uh, Cortana. I kind of thought that as well. I was like, oh yeah, it's when I obviously when I saw her, I was like, yeah, this is this is Cortana. I knew from the beginning. And you obviously like Chief didn't really trust her and stuff, and they sort of had to build that sort of relationship together through their adventures. And obviously when she found out she was a clone of Cortana or a copy of Cortana, kind of 
it hadn't it's hard to display emotions when chief is just uh, just a helmet you know what i mean so other characters have got to sort of just sort of convey those emotions through words and obviously chief doesn't speak that much especially in this in holo infinite chief they've dialed down chief's involved in speak not involvement obviously he's um his dialogue back a lot because in four and five he spoke quite a lot i'm like oh Chief is talking quite a lot here. Here it's more the sort of old school chief where he's a man of few words. He's a man of action. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I quite like the fact that, you know, chief actually was going to kill her. <laughs> he did. He activated a, a, a fail safe in her to delete her. Obviously it didn't work, but he was prepared to, to, to kill her. Cause obviously he didn't know if this was going to turn out to be another, version of the original cortana like in same sort of temperament because like yeah. that was also a kind of almost like a self-preservation thing for him because like i'm not gonna let myself get attached again just do the job delete yeah yeah oh, fuck it didn't work yeah i did i was surprised he did i was like oh he went through it and i was like oh it didn't work <laughs> she's like you're trying to kill me it's like well oh, yeah. like, well, the mission yeah and then he sort of had a change of heart when she when she told him to and he didn't do it, obviously he needs a. Without her, like Chief would have died a lot. Not even just in Halo Infinite in the game in general. They need each other, so kind of makes sense that you know he he um you know couldn't do it when she asked him to. But yeah, it's a, it's a good man. But I, I did like the 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 addition of the pilot. Uh, he obviously has a name. Uh, he gives the name at the I end, like the pilot. Which, which his name is something. He's not Rodriguez or something like that. God, what was no, his name? Fernando something, I think. Yeah, Fernando something. But he goes. He. he <laughs> I he, finished it ages ago. I forgot. Yeah. Already. <laughs> I mean, I finished it like two weeks ago, and I've forgotten his name. But um, <laughs> he he was good, man. Like he Fernando was Fernando Esparza. Esparza. He was good. He um he was a coward. He ran away, which obviously, <laughs> hey man, like when he wasn't even a pilot, he was a mechanic. Oh, he was a mechanic, yeah. And he when when it got when it went south on the infinite, when shit went shit went got real. Yeah, he ran. He ran, and you don't blame him to be honest. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. He's I just would. a dude. He's just a mechanic, man. He's just probably like a he he he's, he's not a soldier. He's a mechanic who, who probably got like hired to do some work on. The, <laughs> he's like a contractor, man. Just do some work on the infinite. You know, he thought it was going to be an easy job, but yeah, it's um he he ran and um he sort of hates himself for what he did. He sort of abandoned everyone, and he's got like a real hate complex going on about himself. But obviously he redeems himself and plus he gets captured and tortured. But you know, Chief, he ain't gonna let anyone um he ain't gonna let anyone die. Well, he does let people die, but if you kind of care <laughs> if you can help it, he went back to him and then you fight do you who do you fight? Not Atriox. Jager. Jager. And then oh no, it's um God Esherim. Uh, and he was a tough battle because you're stuffed stuck in a enclosed area and he has three stages of um three or four is it and he hits very very hard when he gets the hammer out the gravity hammer you're like oh shh he can jump like 40 feet mm. and hit you with the damn hammer yeah that was a tough tough fight uh, obviously you gotta use all your tools in there obviously i just kept using the bloody um grappling hook to maneuver my way around <laughs> yeah that was very very challenging it, it makes you think he's like obviously like 
with previous like enemies you just shoot until they're dead but with these sort of uh, boss encounters you can't do that you gotta you gotta shoot but you also gotta you know gotta make sure you're not dead yeah because you can die very quickly uh, what yeah. did you think of Esherim as a character uh, I don't know it's uh there's not much to these enemies. They, their main goal is they hate humanity. That's all that, that really is. They, they do. It's just like everything they're about is just like, I hate humanity. You know, oh, you're the, you're the legendary Spartan. You know, you're the demon. I'll come to me, demon. I, you know, I want to challenge, blah, blah, blah. So there's not much. I can't say he's a, they're a, like a good, he's a good like villain. Not really. It's just like, oh, it's another alien he's another brood that wants wants to kill all of humanity and wipe us out it's been done like with with the covenant obviously like you know i thought taurus was probably a better <laughs> villain than him maybe because he was the first time i see you encountered the brutes but he did have he did um there were some in, in interactions with him and his other cohorts they were quite like they obviously like he cares about his troops under him and he even has a uh, an elite as his best friend <laughs> given that the rivalry between them but there was respect there but it's hard to do a compelling villain i thought cortana made a com- more of a compelling villain and obviously because there's a history there than 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 he did it's just it's very difficult like he's like, oh i just hate humanity i want to kill you i was like oh, okay cool fair enough but the motivation was that you know cortana destroyed his world but even before that they still wanted to just kill all humanity and like they 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 were disassociated from the covenant um but yeah what what about yourself man like how do you feel because yeah i like Teshram quite a lot um i think they did a fair amount to humanize him sounds weird because he's not human <laughs> But, um, yeah, his motivation is basically he's an aging warlord who wants to have his last climactic battle against another legendary warrior, basically, is his whole deal. But he's also, he was um, Atriox's mentor, basically. So he has a lot of pride built up in the Banished and how the Banished kind of separated from the Covenant and became a galactic force themselves. So, again, he has a lot of pride in the people below him and his uh, Spartan killers and everything. But I think it also, it helps. I don't think he was massively like fleshed out, but I think they did enough to make him reasonably compelling. But I think it also helps that he was voiced by Darren DePaul, who's a really damn good voice actor. I think his, his performance as um, Eshram was really good. Um, uh, he's, he's been in like Warcraft and stuff for years. He's, he's Reinhardt in Overwatch, Darren DePaul. He was the main bad guy in Final Fantasy 15. Uh, he's been in tons of stuff and he's just a really versatile voice actor. I think he did a fantastic job bringing that character to life. So I think that's probably half of it. Just that I really like Darren DePaul. Um, but yeah, I think they did a decent job with him. Um, again, it was just like the motivation was literally I'm getting old and I want to go out in style. <laughs> so fair play to him. He, he did. He went out in style. He went. He went. And I did like the moment where like, where he, he gets back up again. I was like, oh, here we go. He's getting back up again. And he sort of dies in, in, in Chief's arms. And I was like, that's quite a touching moment. There was a mutual respect there. Warrior to warrior. Yeah, there was a mutual respect. And I think he was disappointed when he beat Chief. in the be- Not that like you had control over Chief in the beginning 
of the game where you well, get that, that was Atriox in the beginning. Oh, it was, isn't it? Shit. And but he's still alive though, Atriox. He'll be making a comeback. Spoilers. <laughs> Even though he's still alive though, man. But, um, yeah, watch after the credits and you'll find that out. Yeah, but yeah, I think like they were kind of like I did like the fact that they mocked Master Chief for like being beaten so easily. Mm. Um they were like, oh, he's not much of a legend. And obviously, each time he progresses, they're just like, oh, God, come to me, Chief. Oh, you're the legend. Oh, you're I was like, yeah, I am, man. I am the legend. He's like, come, legend to legend. Uh, I did like the respect. And the, the ramp up and the music was so good. The music is, yeah, we haven't mentioned the music. The oh, music throughout the whole game is fantastic. Especially like when it starts ramping up near the end and you get into like these final battles, it's just like, oh, God, music is getting so good. And like when like you did go into boss encounters and like come to me then spine and show me the legend and then weapon was like well he wants to see a legend you show him a legend I was like hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, let's I go. got this I got this and then I died I was like oh I ain't got this <laughs> <laughs> these guys are a bit too hard I can't I gotta use my brain man <laughs> but yeah that was that was that moment I was just like start getting pumped I was like yeah here we go there we go. come on let's go let's come go on, I'm dead uh, yeah and I was like oh shit I'm dead then I come back I was like let's go <laughs> but yeah there's there's great Respawn, moments man motherfucker. yeah there's great moments in that and um it was a celebration of just halo um weapons vehicles felt good even though i think like the tank the scorpion kind of like was made from paper you know the bit where you're going to the proving grounds and you got to make your way through like this just absolute shit ton of enemies they throw everything at you and you just gotta make your way it's almost like a wave-based survival yeah. mode in the I campaign. Just, I was just like, oh my god, like you gotta use every every tool, every weapon, every vehicle in your disposal to get sort of make through that sort of gauntlet. And I was like, I've got the tank, and I was like, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> it just blew up. There was wraiths everywhere. There was cannons, there's like like drop ships and stuff. I was like, holy moly, I gotta make my inch my way forward here. But all I, the vehicles in the campaign honestly feel like they're made of paper mache like mm-hmm. you get to the point where you've unlocked everything at the F- fobs and uh, you get a wasp as like the final unlock and you think oh brilliant i can just fly around the map now and you fly around like two shots and you f- explode in the to a fiery ball of death in the mm-hmm. air oh, mm-hmm. okay great yeah so, i mean yeah, like, they have to be balanced a bit i guess yeah they can't just make them super op but they feel a little bit underbalanced i mean i did like discovering like certain like more of the story i, I kind of like wanted to find out what happened because to the rest of the spartans you find out that they were all hunted by the spartan killers and stuff like that they were like holding out um and just sort of like fighting for their lives um you do encounter a couple of spartans uh dead ones and obviously the one in the beginning where you uh you get you, you learn about like spartan course and then you get you one of the uh ones where you have to rescue them and then you it turns out he's he's dead he dies but um it, it i kind of like that because it kind of put more sort of like danger to the to the banished and especially Spartan killers that you're like, wow, these guys can just take out Spartans really easily. I know Halo Wars 2, they, when they, when they first encountered the Spartans, they sort of ripped, they ripped through them. I think it was the Atriox that ripped through them quite easily. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this, this is deeming business. Just a dominated red yeah. team. So, yeah, like, and these new Spartans, the newer Spartans are not as 
they're sort of sort of mass produced Spartans, so they're not as good as the original Spartan Freeze. But yeah, they still made their way through them, and I kind of wanted to find out what happened to you know, like to um, Osiris. So they kind of like just went in the game. Mm. So I don't know what happened to them. Some theory said that they were killed by the Spartan killers because apparently you can see like uh, what's his name? What's the leader of the Osiris? Locks the piece of his helmet on one of the Spartan killers. And apparently that's what they are. Because I, I read up afterwards, I was like, where were they? I was like, oh, like apparently this his helmet or piece of his armor can be seen. Yeah, um, there was a there was a leak of action figures before the game, like months mm. before the game came out of that char- that brute character and with Locke's mm. helmet on his it was like a shoulder pad or something. I can't mm. remember now. And people were like, "Oh my god, Locke's dead!" And like Brian Gerard at three four three was like, "Maybe not." Maybe, so maybe being, not. being ambiguous about it. So I'd, I'd like to see what happened to Palmer. Like she just sort of dis- didn't do much in any of the two games. And then I don't <laughs> think she was in one cut scene in Halo Five. I don't even think she was mentioned in Infinite. So, like Lasky somewhere, she, she is mentioned in some audio logs. Oh, I can remember, but I might not have. I don't think you actually hear her speak yeah. at any point. I mean, Lasky's, Lasky's in a bunch of audio logs. Yeah. I don't think he's dead. I don't think that's been confirmed. So, um, Halsey's... I think they basically left the whole Infinity crew literally up to mm. like. To, to a mystery i don't think we know what happened to any of them yeah or blue team either so um halsey's still up i think you know obviously don't know if she's dead so i i reckon they're gonna release some sort of uh dlc for the game i'm pretty 100 sure they will to sort of flesh out more of the story and see what happened to um certain key characters if they're still alive well they said it's a 10 year 10 year platform haven't they so i'd imagine there'll be story excuse me story dlc or new campaigns or what have you they haven't put out a roadmap yet so we don't know what the plan is but i'm hoping it'd be cool if just like every year you get like a four five six hour campaign thrown in there side story or just continuing the story or whatever i I guess we'll have to wait and see i wouldn't be sad if they killed off certain characters it would kind of make it more emotional if they did kill off some well-known characters uh if they killed off some of the of um, the original spartans like kelly and stuff like that it would be quite interesting if they did that um lock if they did not fair enough if they gave him a heroic death or if they didn't I'm not too, too bothered. If they about actually that. want to hit people, they'll kill Buck. Uh, yeah, just because he's voiced by Nathan Fillion, that's the thing. Oh, in yeah. it, so. but, I mean, he's he's yeah. a fan favorite. Yeah. If they actually want to hit people in the fields, that's what they'll do. So hopefully they don't, because I like Buck. I don't want to see him get killed. Kill yeah. off Lock. No one cares. But like, I could another thing. I kind of like with um, being stuck on on the um, the Halo. You don't get that sort of like ter- terrain variation. Um, like obviously, if you fought in Earth, you get to fight on the um, you get to fight in cities, or if you fought on a Covenant like battleship or something like that, or on one of their homeworlds, you get that variation. So there was kind of like a limited like sort of. Uh, There's only uh, one biome mm. basically, mm. Pacific Northwest biome. Mm. Um, but I mean, we've had like desert areas and snowy areas on Halos and um on the arc before so they could do they could do more biomes on the on zeta halo but i think it's just 
they were kind of going so hard for the Halo CE callback and um, that and the fact that the game had to be delayed for a year and you get you get the feeling that it got kind of shuffled about a bit because like Joseph Staten came in quite late and um, I get the feeling he kind of rejigged the campaign a bit in his time there so I'd imagine some stuff maybe maybe not got cut but got rescoped and it just kind of like okay well we need to focus on this one biome and then maybe in DLC or expansions or whatever we get to see more of the ring and like like Halo Halo CE was almost entirely on the ring and we had like those Pacific Northwest fir tree areas we had um sort of deserty areas we had snowy areas we had a swamp so all those areas can exist on one ring so i think we'll probably see them in the extra content that comes later hmm. yeah i mean like on halo 2 you get to you get to go through these sort of like ruins like they look like temples and stuff um which cortana specifically says they don't seem to be forerunner maybe they're the boundless Maybe uh, fuck knows what these people are. <laughs> the, the endless. But well, I think the endless, the boundless, whatever. Man. I think the implication was that they were human structures, oh. but they kind of never really delved into it. Yeah, I still like want to find out our, like the humans like role. Like we were supposed to be super advanced and one of the dominant species, and um, still not really got into that yet. Like well, they're like the didact and stuff in. Halo 4 mentioned stuff like that. And it's obviously been mentioned in other games and other media, but I kind of like want to see, like, it'll be interesting to, I know we got reverted back, but it, if they can, the um, Endless could be like kept in cryo or in a prison. There must be like a proto-human that's out there. That would be so cool if there was. Do you know what I mean? Like, they were like, oh, this is how we were before it comes be out. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, why not? And all that, almost all of that stuff in Halo Four was in the terminals, which most people probably didn't see, hmm. um, which probably contributed to a lot of people being confused by that story. Because without the terminals, literally all you have is one cutscene with the librarian explaining things, mm-hmm. um, and it otherwise comes out of nowhere. Whereas I read the Greg Bear books before Halo Four came out, or well, the first one anyway, and in that they they literally like spell out, oh, humanity had an interstellar empire that was almost the rival of the Forerunners 100,000 years ago. And I read that, I was like, what? And then in Halo 4, I was like really excited <laughs> to delve into it, and it's literally all in the terminals. So if you miss the terminals, you're kind of screwed. But yeah, I think there's there was a lot of pushback against that stuff as well. So I think they'll probably steer clear of all that as well, unfortunately. Because um, they tried it in the past and didn't execute it particularly well, and now it's kind of almost poisoned the well to an extent. Mm-hmm. But the endless, I am quite excited about because, um, like obviously, I, as I say, I, I read all the novels and everything. I've been into the Halo store story and the lore for twenty years at this point. Um, spent years like discussing it on forums and trying to piece together fan theories and everything, and. Um, like who are the, who really are the forerunners? Where did the flood come from? What is a reclaimer? What is the link between humanity and forerunner? All that stuff's been answered now. So kind of, if you're going to continue the series, you either have to answer that stuff or you have to just keep stringing people along and not answer it. And then either way, you're going to piss someone off. Um, so they answered a lot of that in four and five, pissed a lot of people off. But 
they've set up a new mystery now, The Endless, which I'm quite excited for. Because here we've got a species we never knew about that somehow survived the firing of the Halo array. And that excites me as a lore nerd. So I'm excited to see what they're all about and how they tie into the greater Halo mythos and whether they're linked to the proto-forerunners, as you might call them, the precursors who supposedly created the forerunners and humanity. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot to dig into. Yeah. It's, like, it's literally like millions of years of fucking Halo lore, most of it uncovered at this point. Mm. But yeah, man, I think we're going to wrap it up there because we'll be going for quite a bit. So uh, any last thing you want to say? If we, is there anything we missed like in terms of story? Um. I don't think so. I think we covered the main things. Obviously, like the main things are going to be how they handled the going into Infinite from five, which you know some people are going to think they fumbled it a bit. I think they did about as best they could. The Infinite, the Endless being the new threat, maybe going forward, the mystery around who they are. That's what I'm mostly looking forward to. Yeah, she just and can I just say like, like the last boss, the last what was the name of the Harbinger? Harbinger, original name there. Um, yeah, you that that boss battle was a bit annoying as well because she teleports a lot. And I was like, That's oh, hard. Uh, <laughs> and she fires like energy projectiles at you that sort of track you, and you got like the bloody um, you got enemies like coming in and attacking you as well. So I found that quite challenging and quite annoying that that battle. But it was satisfying. Luckily, if you kill all the banished, they don't respawn. Yeah, <laughs> you can just clear all them out first. Yeah, but it's still very hard. Yeah, because she she, fight. she fights you in the, like you knock her down and obviously you attack her, then she gets back up. I think that's like three stages of that, and then more enemies come out. But yeah, you got to use your grappling hook, use your thrusters to sort of maneuver away from her. But yeah, that, it's 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 a tough like battle. But she, why did she hate you? She's just like every new alien you fucking encounter just hates you. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, I know like because. I get it. Like humanity was such a big, like powerful force. They, there's some built-in hate between them. But I'm just like, why? Why like hate us and not hate the Covenant or the you know the Banished or whatever? You know why are they always like teaming up with them? The only alien species that didn't were the um were the Flood. <laughs> Do you know? So well, I mean, they they were certainly happy enough to turn people into mindless zombies and try and take over the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, but I'm, I'm just like, why, like, has every has alien, new alien species or whatever, you know, like, factions just ain't automatically just hate humanity? Can we not find <laughs> Earth-friendly, bloody alien race that want to help us instead of fighting us all the time? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight them and we're going to fight the, 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 the banished as well. They're going to team up. Or we could have, like, a freeway, which I probably would prefer because she they they were getting atriox not atriox what's his name um the uh brute leader what's his name Esheron. Esheron was getting annoyed with harbinger in near the end and they she i think they were actually going to like double cross her or she was going to double cross them um so i wouldn't mind if there is a freeway battle between us and and the you know, humanity the bound, the boundless, the, the banished, uh, endless, and yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I think when they first, when you first meet the Harbinger, she says to Chief, like, "You, we're not enemies," but it's just that 
Chief kind of keeps interfering with whatever she's planning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously her race have a lot of hatred for the Forerunners and it's possible they just see humanity as like an extension of the Forerunners in a sense. But, but yeah, she did She did say we're not enemies when you first meet and then you just keep screwing with her plan. So she's like, okay, time to yeah. try and kill this green guy, which did not go well for her. Yeah, and then she teams up with our enemy. So, the, you know, it kind of like makes her, you know, Chief is like, well, you are working with the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the banished so you kind of right to assume that because like, you know, the Banish's goal is to wipe out every human on that ring. Yeah, but then we don't know what her plan is. She's she's clearly using them for whatever her plan is, but we don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, she could she she could have just spoken to like Chief and go, Hey, this is my plan. Let's let's <laughs> let's just talk about this. But um yeah, I think overall we had a good time with Halo and infinite and i'm looking forward to the story content that they add and looking forward to when they add multiplayer because they didn't have multiplayer in day one um, you mean they, co-op co-op sorry yeah. they did have multiplayer and um, yeah i was some, very confused for a second <laughs> yeah sorry i, I got I confused i've been playing the multiplayer every yeah all oh, right the yeah. multiplayer is free i mean co-op so i can't wait to them to echo so maybe we'll that'll do. be really fun in co-op yeah. i can see yeah. why they had to delay it given like the size of the world and everything and like um it's it's kind of a new challenge for them given that you can be any you could probably be anywhere in the world and yeah. i kind of think back to when we played state of decay in co-op and it's like you're you're kind of tethered so you can't go too far from one another mm-hmm. so i'm kind of thinking it's probably something on some kind of networking issue they've got to work through that but this game is going to be stupid fun in co-op i'm really excited to play it in co-op mm-hmm. cool but yeah um thanks for listening guys and we're in this we are available on most um, plat- um pod- podcast platforms um we're also, we can also watch the audio version on youtube you can check out our twitter page at uh, game with charms our youtube channel or game with charms instagram Again, the game with charms. Twitter, I'm sensing a pattern. The here. game with charms. All the links will be provided in the video, in the video, and in the, in the audio version on Spotify. Yeah, but thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed, and come back again, and hopefully we'll uh, talk about other things. But yeah, <laughs> say goodbye. Bye.